Hey there, folks. Rob Hessler here with another episode of Art on the Air, my weekly Savannah Morning News special. Appreciate you tuning in, as always. have a really wonderful interview lined up for you this week. I spoke with Tamara Isaac Harrington. She has a really interesting story. In addition to her beautiful artwork, she is adopted from Russia and has lived really all over the world and has kind of taken bits and pieces of every place that she has gone and kind of created, I don't know, you might say her own background, her own roots, you could kind of say. It's a really interesting story, and she was just a total joy. You're going to love hearing from her. There's just this wonderful enthusiasm and positivity in the way that she talks about her life, her art, her background, everything like that. And so I'm really excited to share that one with you. Wanted to mention, as always, you can catch past episodes of Art on the Air, including my art off the air columns right here at savannahnow.com in the entertainment section. Wanted to mention that last week I had the opportunity to speak with Ioli Mulali and Michael Mahaffey about some of the things that they had issues with in the Savannah art community and that piece has been getting a lot of buzz and feedback so I suggest you check that one out and I also got the chance to talk with Betsy Kane about her exhibition The Nature of Not Knowing over at Laney Contemporary so two great pieces there you can check out again savannahnow.com in the entertainment section but let's get into this week's interview with Tamara Isaac Harrington talking about her background her time spent in many different places both in the United States and abroad, and the new children's book that she's working on. Enjoy. Rob Hessler here with Art on the Air, and I am speaking by Zoom with Tamara Isaac Harrington, and we're going to talk all about your art. Tamara, and, and everything that you're doing. But one of the things that's kind of a key element to your work is travel. And you just got back from a trip. Tell us about your trip, because I, I want to kind of delve into how travel plays a part in your work. Okay, so um, I recently got back from New York and Brazil, um, which was pretty crazy because years ago, um, I actually lived in Brazil um, back from the age of like nine to 14. And it became a huge influence, honestly, like with um, being inspired by art and music, especially. And like one thing that I was really inspired by was just like the mural scene, you know, you walk around mm-hmm. and see these amazing paintings all around that are just like on this like really amazing architecture. And it was something where growing up, um, I was always kind of like, I struggled with social interactions at times. Like I was always just kind of awkward and stuff. And I was like, okay, well, I really gravitated towards art, like from a young age and Brazil was a huge inspiration from there. And so I hadn't really been like back for many years. I think it had been, I think the last time I was in Brazil was eight, nine years ago or so. Um, So I went back to Rio de Janeiro um, where um, I first, when I first moved to Brazil, that's where I lived. 
And then I moved to Brasilia, but I'm a huge fan of Rio. And it was something where I spent two and a half weeks there and it was amazing. I stayed in a hostel and met people from all over the world, um, which was a huge inspiration too. It just like reminded me the beauty of like life and stuff. And it was um, something where I was able to speak Portuguese again and some Spanish here and there, even though it's more like Portuñol because I don't have it fluently down. So I'll like throw in a word and be like, oh, wait, no, that's not, that's not, that's not Spanish at all. They're looking at me like, what did you just say? Um, and basically like, it was just really cool to, um, like see the country as an adult, you know, like now that it's been years. And when I first lived there, I was nine years old. So now that I'm 25, it was really cool to go back and have a, you know, um, and then New York was also a cool, like point. Cause I kind of like did the same thing before. Like I was in New York many years ago for like three days with my family. And then we moved to Brazil soon after. So it was kind of the same thing of like, ah. and then Brazil. And I was like, Oh, well this just worked out. Um, but I got to reconnect with, uh, some, uh, like an old, um, an old friend that I studied with in Brazil. And then I also got to reconnect with the Goda, like a really good, uh, like family friend um, and who I hadn't seen for years. And it was just really cool to hear about the changes and like things are different now, you know, like with the pandemic and stuff and for sure. the government down there, like there's, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of drama and a lot of craziness. So I kind of wanted to kind of hear and understand what was going on down there. But um, just, you know, coming back, like, you know, I came back and I'm like, I'm cooking food all the time. And I'm like, all right, let's put some Brazilian tunes on. And it's just been, <laughs> It's I'm still in Brazil. <laughs> I want, so because you know you mentioned it on your website here, and I want to mention it too. It's IsaacHarrington.com and it's I-S-A-A-K-H-A-R-R-I-N-G-T-O-N.com, which has a lot of stuff. But you mentioned through extensive traveling and exploring different cultures, these experiences have influenced my ability to be open-minded to new ideas and adaptability. But like, how does that influence your artwork? Because obviously you're at home. Like I know music, I mean, you're, and you're a musician. We'll talk a little bit about that as well. But like, I know that like I put on real specific tunes, like when I'm working on artwork, kind of like there's a synergy between mm-hmm. the artwork that I'm creating and what music I want to listen to. And then the music influences the artwork back the other direction. So I'm kind of curious, like how, do, I mean, because that's, those other cultures and music is such a part of your life. Like, how does that work? Like when you're engaged in your process, like, um, well, for, first of all, I love music. So 100%, like if I don't have something playing when I'm creating, I'm like, okay, well, I can't create. <laughs> this is not Um, but as soon as I've got something going, um, like sometimes I'll listen to a lot of instrumental stuff actually. Mm-hmm. Um, cause it kind of helps keep me, Like there's a sense of focus that I could just get into the artwork without having distractions of the lyrics and stuff like that. But then there's times where like um, I'm currently working on this one, uh, this one children's book with a client and it's about fishing in the rain. And so like I would have like a playlist where it's all about kind of like water and rain and stuff. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of like I didn't exactly mean for it to end that way. But, you know, I see the, the resemblance and I'm like, okay, cool. Let me do that. Um, but honestly, like when it comes to like inspiration from different cultures, um, I think it's just like being able to like think of a memory back in the past from like maybe observing like a certain environment scene. So like when I went and traveled in Iceland, um, it was really nice because like you just felt 
like you were so connected with nature, you know, it wasn't a lot of craziness with city life and stuff like that. You know, it was very quiet and, you know, you're out there in nature and surrounded by just like, I don't know, it it was cold. I remember I went like scuba diving, which was crazy in Iceland. Uh, (laughs) That was fun though. And uh, basically, you know, just like the colors that I see and the people that I meet, like I tried to kind of capture that into into my artwork in a way that, um, you know, sometimes I might collage certain things. Like if I have, let's say, I'll take a few different photographs of something and then be like, it's like one of the pieces that I painted um, that's on oil paint, that's actually at Sulphur Studios right now. Um, I kind of captured uh, this like volcano scene and then part of the the water, um, like this, this like a uh, pond. And then I remember in Iceland, like the, the sky, it felt like you could touch it almost like it was mm. so close to the atmosphere where you're, you'd look up and be like, oh my gosh, like the clouds are right there. And so I thought that was awesome. So I kind of played around with that idea with the water and the clouds and the reflection and stuff. And then um, there were um, uh, sheep everywhere and you'd just be like walking around and they look at you like, hey, what, what you doing over here? So like, guys <laughs> in there. So I might take like, you know, certain, uh, maybe, you know, some animals that are in there. And then when it comes to like other pieces, so like being adopted from Russia, um, one thing that I've been able to like, uh, start working on with my artwork is I've taken these old rec- um, recorded videos that my parents captured from Slatos, Russia, where I'm adopted from. And it's like super old, like on the good old like VCR tapes and stuff like that. So I had to transfer it onto a CD and it took took a minute. I was like, oh, wow, no wonder people like just all right, forget this. But, <laughs> um, but it was really cool. I'm, I'm very glad I saved it because um, then basically I would pause like a moment in the video and like even my dad, he'll be saying something like, yep, it's all, you know, it's just gray and cold and everybody wears this outfit, you know, it's just like black <laughs> and stuff. Um, but I have uh, like, I have this one painting that I created that was um, based off of me and my brother. And it's kind of like, the background setting is kind of deconstructed and like my face is kind of blurred out, Uh but Aiden, my brother is kind of like in, like you could tell he's more structured and stuff like that. And it was something where when I was adopted, um, it was hard for me to really like connect with my parents. It was something where it was like, okay, you like, you're a cool person. Cause like my parents came to uh, Russia and, you know, my parents are American. My dad is uh, used to be in the air force and they had a son, Aiden, and we just really bonded. And it was really cool because uh, from there, it was just something we were like two peas in a pod. <laughs> um, but it, it was a, he was always a huge inspiration. And then throughout the years, you know, like when it comes to music, when I started learning how to play the guitar, I played the guitar starting off with my mom who picked up the instrument just so mm. I could help. So I could keep it going, you know, and not just be like, all right, I don't want to practice. I'm never going to play again. Um, so it was a nice <laughs> connection there, you know, being able to like, all right. And then I jam with my brother, he would play the drums and me and mom would be jamming out with the guitar and stuff. But let me ask you, I want to follow up. There's actually several things that you just mentioned that I want to follow up on, but I want to keep, keep moving down this path because, you know, I think you brought up the, your adoption from Russia. And I mean, you kind of mentioned your face being blurred out the connection. And then you've been doing all of this traveling. Yeah. It almost feels a little bit like a search for identity 
in some ways. I mean, I don't want to pin that on you. You know, you, I, I'm not, I'm not trying to, I, I've known you no, for, no, yeah. for a half an hour. I don't want to like, you know, try to like to make that oh, kind no, of definition. You're good, you're good. <laughs> but I, I do feel a little bit like there's a search in your work, you know what I mean? And all this travel sort of falls into that. And you're looking at all these different cultures. Like, for example, like I was born in New Jersey and I only lived there till I was four, but I definitely feel like I'm from Jersey. Like I think of it and like I go back and it feels like comfortable, like home, like this is my place. Like even yeah. if it's not really like I haven't lived there in a long, long time and I only lived there for a few years. But for you, you know, you don't really have that. So like each place you're pulling, maybe you're looking at it in a different way than most of us mm -hmm. experience life because you're looking at it through this almost lens of a more objective viewpoint because yeah. like, you're seeing it like without having necessarily a foundation for yourself. So I, I wonder if you could just talk a little bit more about that because I, I do think that that's fascinating. And I do think that there seems, at least from an outside perspective, to be a connection between your interest in like exploring all these other cultures and the mm -hmm. fact that you were adopted. Yes. Um, I think you're on point with that because actually the um, it is something where um, being adopted. And I think also, cause my dad was in the air force moved around a lot since I was young, you know, like when people are like, where are you from? I'm like, I'm from all over the place really. Cause I went from Russia to Alaska to I think like Texas, maybe then Miami, then Virginia, Brazil, all these different places. And it was something where, um, basically, uh, it was hard to like fully just like, I would like immerse myself and be like, okay, cool. I'm going to gain every single like experience that I can, you know, like understand the culture, try this food, do that, meet this person, learn this language. And um, I think that there is a sense of like me trying to figure out who I am in a way. And it's something where over the past two years or so, I've kind of been like in touch with my possible biological mother, like, and my aunt, like, so which wow. has been a whole like journey. It's been a, it's been a roller coaster. you know, it's, it's just been um, like, I, I still need to like figure out a little bit more, you know, I'm not still like 100% concrete of like, this is who they are, but it's been like cool to just like start engaging and, you know, with the pandemic, it's, you know, it, it's yeah. all through FaceTime, Zoom or whatever, you know, and there is a disconnect with the fact that I don't speak Russian fully. Um, I actually started learning Russian when I was like, six, seven years old or so for a little bit. And then we moved to Brazil soon after. And I was like, well, I can't do Russian, Portuguese, English, Spanish. That crazy. <laughs> like, right. Maybe because when you're a kid, you can learn so much. I'm like, man, I, maybe I should have picked up on that. Um, but it's something where um, I think that, you know, I do want to go to Russia at some point. I think yeah. um, like one of the influences is that on my mom's side, you know, my current mother, um, my great grandfather was actually a Russian Mennonite that fled during communist times. And he like wow. the Siberian railroad and there's like a whole journal, like a whole, like all these notes that he talks about his travel experience, getting to America and stuff like that. So I think that some of the inspiration for like why my parents decided to adopt from Russia was maybe that influence a little bit. Um, right. and something I would like to go back just for that as well. And just, you know, like, I think that I don't want to really go with an expectation of like, Ooh, I need to find this one. Like I got to meet them and blah, and not going to suddenly know exactly who I am. I don't think it's like that. Um, but I think that I'm inspired by meeting different people. Like I love just learning 
um, just about different people and stuff. And uh, like one of my favorite authors that I studied about in school, because one of my minors was language, culture and the arts mm. and uh, with a focus in Spanish. And so we took a there was a, uh, a writing class uh, or like a Latin American literature class that had this one author, George Luis Borges, who's Argentinian. Yeah. Uh-huh. He's a really cool dude. Um, yeah. But his work is kind of difficult to understand. You know, like you really have to kind of like. He has these uh, ways of like deconstructing the structure of the writing and stuff. And then um, like one of the uh, stories, uh, he does a lot of short stories. One of them is actually about this person um, where it's the same idea, where he goes and travels to all these different places, meets all these people. And he's like trying to find like he's inspired by this one person. He just is like this light, you know, and he's like, I want to like find that sense of like how to be like that. But he realizes that just based off of all of his experiences and meeting and traveling and living life and kind of being in the moment and stuff, at the end, he realizes it's like, oh, you know, it's all of these things put together. Right. You know, exactly. Um, so that was like a cool inspiration. I remember being like, oh, I can, I relate to that. I mean, this is, uh, this is really amazing to me. I'm curious to see, I, I will be curious if and when you go back to Russia, if you feel mm-hmm. like any sort of special connection or if you feel like you know if you do have that kind of moment where you're just like well this is a part of me yes but it's also just a part of me and it's cool because i think as we get older too like we we recognize that our family is our family the, the people who birthed us are our family but then like we kind of choose our family too and like I always like exactly. to say I, I grew up in the I was born in New Jersey, but I grew up in the Washington, D.C. area. I lived in L.A. for eight years before I came to Savannah. And now I've been in Savannah for a decade. And each of those places has had a profound impact on me. And like mm-hmm. in ways, I feel like I miss each of those places. And I also feel like wistful about them. Like they're a part of me. Like they're always like I can be a little rough around the edges like a, like a, somebody from New Jersey. I'm interested in like politics and community like from my time growing up in dc la has its own different thing and then you've been in you know savannah savannah's a a very particular culture and so there's all of these things but they're all a part of me like i couldn't abandon any one of those pieces and for me to say i am i'm a savannian or i'm a los angelino or i'm a uh, i'm a you know from dc i'm i don't know what you would say washingtonian I, I'm not, yeah. I'm, I'm all of those things, but I'm none of those things exactly. So I, I'm, that's really, that's really cool. I'll be, we should check in again after you've been to Russia. Cause I'd love to hear how that influenced you. I'm sure our listeners would too. Cause I think it's kind of a cool idea. And I love that author, the author that you mentioned. I, um, oh, yeah. Wonderful. I'm glad that you, re- you recognize the name. Cause I think he's fantastic, but you know, it, it is one of those things that you either know him or you have no idea. <laughs> well, he's a, um, yeah, he's a pretty profound, like philosophical writer, I think. And I mean, I yeah. think influenced a lot of artists actually with mm-hmm. his writing. Um, so it's kind of interesting that that's carrying on to someone of your generation and like yeah. you know, who you are and that you're finding a connection with that. I wanted to take a step back here because you mentioned, it's funny because we've been talking so much about philosophy that we haven't actually been talking about what your work is and looks like a lot of the things. And one of the things mm-hmm. I noticed is that in a lot of your pieces, I find 
there's a kind of like a certain amount of joy to them. And like, if you look at your Instagram and I want to kind of let people in on this, it is, I believe it's Isaac Harrington. It's Isaac Harrington is your Instagram yeah. at Isaac Harrington. <laughs> and that's all one word. And again, it's I-S-A-A-K-H-A-R-R-I-N-G-T-O-N on Instagram. There's kind of this joy, like on your Instagram account that I just really love. Like it's kind of fun. It has your own personal stuff, but even like the images of your work are, you know, sort of joyful and fun. And you mentioned that you're doing a children's book. And I wonder, can you talk more about that? Because I'm curious, like (laughs) it seems appropriate. Like I didn't know you were doing that before we started talking, but it actually sort of feels like that is right in line with what you would be interested in. Exactly. So I basically got this opportunity uh, roughly a year ago. So it's been about a year. And in fact, I need to finish the, I have like basically a deadline by Friday, publishers and stuff. So I'm really excited. It's like super close to being done. Um, but basically I, um, I've worked with Cynthia Knott, who's a painter from New York. Sure. Area. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we're really good friends. And basically she um, had a client, Pam Porter, um, who she's done um, artwork for in the past. Pam Porter has been a huge supporter of her. And basically she's also from New York and stuff. And it ended up where um, they had reached out to each other and like Pam was like, hey, yeah, like, do you know anyone that would want to help work with the children's book? Like I'm writing my first children's book. And, you know, I'd love to help support an illustrator, an artist that you might know, like, who, who would you consider? And Cynthia off the bat, you know, hit me up when I was like, Tamara, you got to jump on this. Let's get together, send a portfolio, and we're going to go out and meet her and all this stuff. And lo and behold, I got the opportunity. Um, and it was it was really cool because, like, I got to go out and see, um, like, she's a part of this forestry association out in in South Carolina, like near Hilton mm-hmm. Head and stuff like that. And then basically it's um, fishing in the rain and it's about this kid, um, the grandson, Jake and Jim, who's the grandfather. And basically they meet up over the holidays at some point or it's like fall time or something. And they plan that they're going to go out and they're going to go fishing. And they, you know, they call the captain. It's like, all right, we're, we got this scheduled. It's going to be super amazing. The next day, like they wake up and it's pouring down. It's (laughs) thunderstorm and craziness. And Jake is devastated. So there's even an illustration where, you know, like I've got him, like it's a cute little illustration. him just like pondering and figuring out like, what am I going to do now with this like huge meal of breakfast that like, usually, you know, you're a kid, you're like devouring it, but he's just like sitting there just like, what am I going to do? And like, you look out and um, there's a whole illustration that I'm finishing up. That's uh, these raining cats and dogs. Oh, nice. Yeah, which is kind of fun to mess with. And then from there, basically, you know, he, you know, stands up and he's like, wait a second, if the fishes are out there having a good time, why can't we go out there and have a good time? And so they basically are like, you're so right. Let's go out there and go, go fishing. So basically they go out there from you know, whatever time after breakfast, all the way until sundown. And they capture all sorts of things, like little um, little sharks and um, red snapper and just all sorts of things. And he's just like immersed with everything. Like every second is just amazing. And they go on the boat and then they're, you know, on the, on the dock and, you know, like they go out to the marsh 
And it was really cool because right before traveling to Brazil, um, I got to actually meet him for the first time. Um, like I got to go over to uh, Pam's house and meet the father. And then I had met the grandfather before, um, but just to see uh, Jake in person and like. Oh, wait. So these are real people. Yeah, these are real oh. people. So oh, actually- that's so cool about these people yeah um a whole experience thank you yeah uh i guess i should have clarified that uh, <laughs> i'm thinking of fictional bad. children's book but that's so awesome that they're real yeah. people and you got he, to meet them exactly and it was cool because like uh pam you know the grandmother's like reading the whole story and stuff like that and you know he had moments where he's like oh my gosh like that's exactly how you know how i felt and how it looked and this is amazing and just like the enthusiasm i was like oh my gosh this is fantastic like being able to see like that's the that's one thing that i love about creating is when you could capture that person's like like you could see like how happy they are with that you know like that that piece or it just like gravitates Mm -hmm. towards them whether you know whether it's a happy piece maybe it's a sad piece or what have you you know but like being able to have that connection is such a beautiful feeling. Um, and so basically like, I think it's close to like, I think it's 40 pages or so. Wow. Never, my first time illustrating a children's book. Um, but it's been an, an amazing journey and I look forward to doing more opportunities like this. And it's cool. Cause I basically will have like I'll start out with like a fine art foundation of sketching and drawing out things, maybe throwing some paint on a canvas and kind of seeing where it goes from there. And so like throughout the story, you'll see that, you know, it's all, you could tell that there's a connected style, you know, like Mm -hmm. throughout everything. Um, But you could tell that there's like some pieces that might be a bit more like, oh yeah, this is all acrylic basically. And then some that might be a bit more digital, you know, cause I play around with Photoshop or illustrator mm-hmm. and stuff. And um, I actually helped to work on like the InDesign layout afterwards, like plugging in, like, I, I mean, everything from the illustrations themselves to illustrating the numbers, to putting the type on there and kind of seeing it all come together has been really cool because basically for the most part, we've just been doing this through Zoom and like we're working with the uh, web designer as well, who's kind of putting the website for the the book together and stuff like that. Um, But it's just been I've never done a children's book before, but I think it has turned out really cool. And I'm excited to share it with people once it's out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's a perfect fit. I mean, like I said, and I think that, it, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but there's some of the images from the book are are on your Instagram, right? I mean, I see, yeah, I see. I mean, like, obviously, Fishing in the Rain, there's uh, there's several pieces here in your Instagram feed that people can kind of kind of take kinda a look at, which is a lot of fun. And, you know, it's not the fully finished product because I don't know all the finalized things. But it is like it's cool work in progress and stuff like that. And um, yeah, it's been it's been really cool to play with. <laughs> nice. Well, speaking of your Instagram and and your website, we got to wrap this up here. So before we do that, though, oh. I'm going to give you a chance one more time. Let everybody know what's the best way for people to sort of follow you, catch up with you. If other people maybe have some uh, some book projects that they like to uh, maybe hit you up for. Um, give us all the details, your Instagram, your website, and also how they can get a, you know, kind of connect with you over at Sulphur Studios, because I know you have a studio there. Yeah, so um, you could connect with me through social media 100%. I've got a Facebook page. Um, that's basically, uh, I think it's Tamara Art and Design. I should unify it a little bit more, but um, if you could just find me on Facebook, Tamara Isaac Harrington, T-A-M-A-R-A, 
and then space I-S-A-A-K hyphen H-A-R-R-I-N-G-T-U-N. That's my parents' last names put together. Nice. <laughs> um, and then Instagram, it's Isaac Harrington as well. And then my uh, website, IsaacHarrington.com. Uh, I need to update it a little bit. I think I'm, that's going to be a big project this year um, that I've been excited to be like, okay, I'm going to do that. And then email um, IsaacHarringtonArt at gmail.com. At Sulphur Studios, I've got a studio downstairs at the end of like when you enter like the main entrance space. My studio is all the way down to the left right before the bathrooms, basically. And, um, you know, I've, I've worked there quite often. So if you guys are, you know, wanting to come by and check out Sulphur, pop on by and say hi. Um, I might be jamming out to music and like, you might have to like knock on the window a few times or something and then be like, oh, okay, cool. Hey, <laughs> um, nice. sometimes like I'm in the zone. I've definitely, cause I've got these huge headphones on sometimes <laughs> and I just won't even know I'll get lost and be like, oh, wait. There's a person there. <laughs> I think if it's not evident in this interview, you're very approachable. So I, I hopefully if people are interested. They will approach you at Sulphur. So Tamara, Isaac Harrington, thank you so much for coming on Art on the Air today. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for the opportunity. That's all the time we have for this week's episode of Art on the Air with your host, Rob Hessler. Listen every Wednesday for our live show, broadcasting from 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern Time on 107.5 FM, Savannah Soundings, and worldwide at WRUU.org. And you can catch past episodes on the WRUU station archives on our website, as well as on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. We'll talk to you next week, where we'll have another batch of art on the air.